Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Hey guys, welcome back to Billboard Soul Sisters podcast. I'm Jesse Katz here at the Chord Club with my co-host Dara Golub, and we are crazy excited about today's episode. Why you ask? Well, because Dara and I are both women who came of age in the 90s, and today's guest therefore holds a special seminal place in our hearts, whether it's songs like The Boy Is Mine or Have You Ever, or maybe it's Cinderella or Moesha or a billion other milestones from her career. There are countless reasons to love this lady who needs only one name, and that name is Brandy. Here we go. Hi, girl. Hi, Hi. Thanks for yeah, coming to the show. This is very exciting. Um, <laughs> I was telling all my friends, of course, that we were going to talk to Brandy, and everyone said, which Brandy? And I was like, and they're like, Brandy, Brandy? Oh Every God. single person. I was like, <laughs> minds blown. No matter That's how sweet. old they were, my mother, my best friends, everybody. Thank you. That's really sweet. Yeah. I love hearing stuff like that. You're still a powerful force. Thank you very much. Oh <laughs> um, been at it a long time. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's crazy to go back and look at everything that you've accomplished and know that you're not that much older than us. You're, we're yeah. pretty much all the same age. Um, that's pretty sad for us. No, <laughs> that you've done so much. No, I know. Sad. But it's like, not. how have you done all of that in not that many years? It's crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thank yeah. You. Does it feel? Does it feel like a blur to you? Um. No, it doesn't feel okay. like that. It it feels like I've actually lived a hundred lives. Yeah, for sure. Um, you felt those years. Yeah, I felt. Yeah. I felt a lot, and I've 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 gone through so much and experienced so much, and you know I'm just grateful to still be here and still you know dreaming and and reaching and you know striving for what I what I want in my life. Mm-hmm. You know that's a great feeling. Yeah, but I started so young. Started oh, so yeah. young. So so much of my childhood though is 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 vague a little bit. Yeah, as it is for most of us. Yeah, very, very vague. Like, Like, do you sometimes confuse what your actual memory is with a memory, like with a video or a picture or a story? (laughs) I mean, because it was all captured. It was all, you were were doing it then. So is it hard to remember what you actually remember? Yeah, that's that's a great question. I, I never looked at it like that, but I think I've definitely had moments like that. And, you know, with doing a, a TV show like Moesha for six years, I don't remember. Like, I, I can watch Moesha with my daughter as if I were I was not Moesha. Wow. It's it's unbelievable. So and then um, probably Thea even more so. Is it Thea? Yeah, that I was re- before. Yeah, that? that was before that. That's probably even yeah. more so like yeah, other were. I mean, if it was only about- one year of that, though. OK, so. But Moesha is like super weird. I didn't remember that. 
That must be fun to you watch. Know, it Jamie Foxx was on the show. Like, how do you not remember that Jamie Foxx was on the show? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's whoa. just was like, whoa. Yeah. Whoa. Like, wow, he was on the show? Was that before that amazing, hilarious movie? I'm blanking on the name of it before, but my first memory of Jamie Foxx was in this movie. I'm forgetting, but um, wow, I didn't know he was on that show. Was it, it was before, before After in Living was Color? A, it was. Uh, Wait, uh, whoa, I don't. It was after. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, okay. it was after that. Whoa, but you get to watch movie show with your daughter now, yeah, and it's like new thing. with fresh eyes. Yes. How cool is that? Yes. <laughs> um. All right. Let's let's think of it. Yeah, let's take it back. I way just, back? Or well, we back? will get way back. I just want to briefly run through your crazy Billboard chart stats, since this is for Billboard. Oh gosh, okay. No, but like, because I asked the chart team in the office today, I was like, can you just like Pull see if, up. yeah, like what, what do we have on Brandy? Because I have a feeling it's a lot of stuff. That's so, cool. <laughs> just so we like get Go the full. Yeah. Here is the office. All right, ready? <laughs> I know. Uh, it's a podcast, so no one can see if you're blushing. All right, ready? Yes, we can. Yeah. <laughs> I already forgot about those. But I do have a scarf. Oh, there you go. <laughs> Hide your face. Okay. Two Billboard Hot 100 number ones. Awesome. Um, the Boy Is Mine and Have You Ever. Yes. Seven top 10 hits on the Hot 100, mm. which, by the way, spans from 94 to 2002. So that's crazy mm-hmm. i mean seven top 10 hits in you know eight years um okay three number ones on the hot r&b hip-hop songs chart including your very first single i want to be down cool so that's nuts i mean not a bad way to start 11 top 10s on the hot r&b hip-hop songs chart two number ones on the top r&b hip-hop albums chart four top 10 albums on the billboard 200 and you also, of course, had the top performing female duet of all time with The Boy Is Mine, Woo! which uh, was number one for 13 weeks. And the record of any song was 16 weeks, I think. So it's almost the longest running number one of all time. So not bad. Heavy. You and Billboard. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Pretty good synergy there yeah. throughout the years. How does that feel? That feels <laughs> awesome. Yeah. It feels amazing. That's yeah, like I've literally like it's like a hundred thousand butterflies flying in my in my heart right now because I haven't I haven't I didn't know all run, that. run your stats. Right. Yeah, I didn't. I did. <laughs> don't run my stats. That's right. not like what I do. <laughs> I don't, you know, uh, but that's that's so um, that's really nice. That's yeah. really nice. It's just it's you can often feel like you hear somebody like Brandy and you're like, oh, yeah, I feel like she's been around forever and she's had like a million great songs. But then you do the math and it's like, no, she actually yeah. has. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I mean, so you're sort of you're in your 20 plus years now into your career a little bit. Would you say? Yeah, that's Something what they're like saying. I think, People were saying stuff like well, that. Well, what because I, saw, that. because I saw a video, an amazing video. <clears throat> around the time of the celebration of this moment of you celebrating 20 years mm-hmm. in your career. And it was around the time of 2.11. Right. And there's an amazing video. I don't know if you even realize this is online, but I do. My, watching, my One of my good friends did that for me for, for, for a gift. For that moment, for this. Yeah, where, where silent. Mm-hmm. Asking friends, fellow artists, celebrities, fans, all of these people to honor you and tribute speak in tribute about your work and your impact and the cool thing about that video was you, uh, there's brandy's watching it so you're watching brandy watch these people saying these things and it was the most moving thing to me because it was the most moving thing to brandy and seeing that 
because what you said it by the end of that, and you're getting choked up now, it's going to choke me up. Me too. I mean, what happened to you throughout watching all of these amazing fellow artists and friends say wonderful things to you is like you said at the end, it took me this long to have this perspective, this distance in my career yeah. to understand that I had this impact. Yeah. That I've like meant this much to so many people, myself included, and I can tell my story. I'll tell that later, but myself is completely included in this in this group of people who cite you as one of their top, top, top inspirations in mm-hmm. life and in art. And 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 you were like, and it took me this long to to understand that that was true and to have the gratitude for it. That's what this is giving me that gift. And what also I find amazing right now is that you're a few years older at this point than Whitney was mm-hmm. when you were working closely with her. Right. Oh, wow. And that kind of struck me as like an incredible um, circle and that mm-hmm. you can now look ahead to so much that you're doing. You're, com- com- you're continuing to grow, continuing to experiment and push boundaries and, and do new things and try new things and inspire in new ways. Mm-hmm. But you have this enormous, like, enormous accomplishments behind you, an enormous amount of impact behind you. And so I'm just, before meeting you, I'm thinking what that must feel like to be in this place of being able to, like, do you reflect? Does it feel that way? Or, you know, how does that propel you? How does that feel to you? I mean, like, like right now, I'm just, uh, I'm really moved and I... It feels I'm I'm humbled like by all of it, and it's so amazing to look back and like and see everything and to re- like like I said on the video like to really ha- like feel grateful for everything, you know because when it's happening when you're young you don't you don't appreciate things you don't um, you don't know what's coming at you. Everything is, is going so fast. Like, it's sad that I don't remember much of Moesha or much of a lot of things. And um, so to be able to look back, it, it, it's like, wow. I Like, all of my dreams came true. And um, things that I didn't even ask for, I experienced. And it just gives me hope and it gives me, like, just motivation to continue to keep going. And now I feel like because I've been through so much in my life, like so much like hard times in my life and to be here and then to actually go all the way down and not to feel that anymore. It, it, it has brought, I can really feel thankful now, you know? And so going forward, I can take humility. I can take, appreciation I can take gratitude going forward because I because I can look back and finally be thankful for everything can you can you think back to times when you feel like you should have been thankful but you weren't able to access that feeling yes I mean it it was so many times that um that I felt more overwhelmed Mm -hmm. than the fact that you have six dolls you have six dolls but you, you're a, you're a, you're a black barbie doll with braids in your hair you're so overwhelmed and you're you're so you can't like i didn't appreciate that i didn't you know and it's that's 
Were you a part of that happening, those creations, or did things a lot of times happen around you and you would say, okay, yes, yes, or were you yes, so much instrumental? I mean, was it was there a balance of like, you're like, oh, now there's a Barbie doll. Oh, now there's There this. wasn't like, a balance. Everything was coming at me, and all I wanted to be was a singer. That's it. Wow. When I tell you, that's it. That, that is all I ever wanted to be, was to sing and have a band and Go, go around the world and sing. That's all I wanted to well, do. When did that dream expand? Because you started doing acting and television. First, that was, I've wanted that to be, I wanted anything to just get me in the door. If it was a commercial, mm-hmm. if it was a, you know, a part on a, on a show that lasted for a year, Thea, anything to just get me to my music, wow. get me to the music. And then after the music happened, the first album is when, I was offered Moesha, yeah. and then I'm like, but I didn't, I didn't ask for it. I didn't, you know. So it, it was, it's just amazing to. When you look back on that moment now, did you have to pause in a significant way when you got Moesha from music? Did you have to pause like while you were doing the show? Could you not be doing music, or were you simultaneously? I was doing it all at the same all time. At the same music time. and all of it was was happening at the same time. Let's maybe take it back before we sure, get to that, because yeah, yeah. that's like an incredibly, yeah. creatively fertile period for you, mm-hmm. which we'll spend a lot of time in. I'm but sorry, guys. I'm super like, like shook up right now. I'm s- I just I hope totally. Hopefully in a good I way. Mean, in a great I, way. I, I in a great can't way. tell you what. In a great way. Thank you. This is meaning. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Do can't you wait rem- to tell my story. I'll tell it later. Oh, well. Do you- no, no, no. Let's take it back. Okay. When, when we hit the mark chronologically for your story, tell us. Okay. Do you remember anything of Mississippi? Yes. What do you remember? I remember everything about Mississippi. Really? I remember feeling like Mississippi was the best place on earth. You know, we grew up, my brother and I, Ray J, we grew up in L.A. And my mom and dad, they made us go back to Mississippi every summer to visit oh. our grandparents and our aunt. But you were born there, right? I was born okay. there, yes. But we grew up in, in, in Carson, California. Upon and- your, your, like desire to be in the entertainment world or no I was four when 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 we moved to to Los Angeles but my dad he was offered a a job at at this church and that's where you know it all you know blossomed because learned everything from my dad in church and being in the choir and and singing solos and and he was a choir director he was a choir director he was the the minister of music at at our church and he was offered a job, and so that's how we got to L.A. He must have been a pretty big deal to be offered a job yeah. that far away. They, yeah, right? they, they, you know, our church family. They heard about my dad, and you know, in the south, and and they, they offered for him to come out to, to the church that we attended, and it all started right there. Wow. And so we would go back every summer to visit our grandparents and mm-hmm. and our aunt. And we just felt so free there and so like, I don't know, we would ride bikes and just be kids and be, you know, and just live. And we just love that. And so we had that Southern foundation. Did and that carry into even after you were, you'd started really performing and I mean, how, how long into your childhood did you remain that riding bikes in Mississippi I mean as long as we could I mean it, it kind of got hard like after a while you know just because I I started to you know uh sing professionally at 
14, 15. So it was kind of hard to get back to the sip <laughs> during the summertime. But yeah. um, I, I, you know, I remember it and I appreciate it. And every time I go back, I was just there for Thanksgiving. It just always feels the same. It smells the same. It, it feels the same. And it's just like, hmm. it's my roots. And mm-hmm. I, I love it. I love it there. Yeah. And my aunt is still there. My, pa- my grandparents have passed on, but my, my aunt is still there. We nice. visit her. Nice. Yeah. Nice. So your dad, that's funny because I think most people do assume that you moved to LA for you. Right. Mm-hmm. So it was your dad. And then you were singing at church. All the time. And every every Saturday we had rehearsal. We, okay. Yeah. Everything. Yeah. Your brother too? My brother too. It do you? Ray J. Yeah. Do you have a moment in your head that you can remember where you're like, oh my God, my voice. <laughs> <laughs> my voice like this is fun I love singing everyone sounds great it's really fun but my voice is crazy oh my God. did it happen over time was there a moment I just wonder I mean because if, if you have that instrument inside your body I'm trying to imagine what that's like you it know? happened over time. <laughs> I didn't like the way I sounded when I was younger. I, I felt like I sounded like a chipmunk. Really? Yeah, I felt I didn't like it. But then when I did the first album. Not till then. Yeah, the first album. Wow. I was like, okay, this is different. This I sound different. This is this So you is didn't cool. have that kind of confidence from church just saying like no, oh I knew I got like, no, I knew I knew that I could I could sing, but I felt like it was more it was more it was because of the validation that I was getting from my dad and like the, the church members. They were all so supportive. Yeah. You know what I mean? But um, was your dad careful not to overpraise you because you are his child? Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like that would be a delicate thing. No, he really he really thought that about me yeah really, okay. everything he was saying he he felt yeah and he was such a great example because he was he's an amazing singer uh-huh. and like he moved people in the church so yeah um and was he singing around the house was there just tons of music oh in the God. house in all the, the house time? we would sing in the car we would harmonize we would do everything together ray j my dad and myself we were like a group yeah <laughs> you know what i'm saying we were like a group and, and what just, was your mom doing my mom <laughs> Just was listening, yeah. and just telling us all to shut up because we were just so. What did she do? She she ended up she being she at at the time she was a manager of H and R Block. Okay, uh, oh, okay. Do you guys know that? So she was yeah. like a she was the brains in the family. family. Yes, <laughs> she was meant to make sure the funds was on yeah, floor. That's exactly. <laughs> so y'all can sing, yes. and I'll do the taxes and make sure right. we stay afloat. Mom's yeah. is right. Okay. <laughs> so she, you know, of course she she loved the way we you know expressed and yeah songs and stuff but you know we would always do it and it would kind of get on her nerves you know of course but <laughs> all the time it's yeah. like well, when are you guys gonna Can I get some peace yeah yeah <laughs> that's funny so then did you start auditioning for things how did the transition happen from church to, to okay so um from church I started to uh do like talent shows like um I did uh a talent show at Will Rogers Park. It's a it's a park in LA, and it was this guy. His he 
put together this talent show and I heard about it. I don't know how I heard about it. I just, sometimes I look back and I just go, wow, I just ended up there. I don't remember like how I got to that talent show or how I heard about it, but I was there and I auditioned for him. And I just remember just standing there and singing and not having any like presence or any showmanship. And he says, you don't have any showmanship. You have a good voice, but you, you, you have to, you know, use your arms. You have to, yeah. how old you were know, you? I was about maybe like 10. Okay. And so I took that and I, and I ran with it and I did, I did really well in the talent show and I started moving my hands and walking around <laughs> and it was still stiff and, and off because I was just, I was in my head while I was doing it. So yeah. I'd like, what were you singing? Do you remember? Um, the greatest love of all. Really? I think that's the, the that was the song that was the ticket into that's every door. Simple song. Oh my God. Like the greatest no big love deal. of all. I think every singer can say that that's the song that they sang to try that's to funny. to try to make it in. And so, um, from there, I started singing. Um, just around the the city, just with, it was this organization, it is this organization called the Brotherhood Crusade, and they would invite me to sing at places. And one time I sang, and it was a a lot of celebrities, like, you know, big time celebrities, like Arsenio Hall, like all of these amazing people, Paula Abdul, everybody was in this one, you know, place. And I'm like, oh my God. (laughs) And I, again, sang The Greatest Love of All. And I nailed it. And you can handle it. it. Because that's a big part of it. Being a kid who has amazing talent, but can also withstand the pressure of a full house of celebrities. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. I was like, oh my Lord. (laughs) And I was just, I was blown away by by just some of the things that I I was able to experience like before it all happened for me. Like I remember those moments and I'm so glad that I do. That's really cool. And then what was school like for you? School was whack. Yeah. How so? I hated school. I hated, I was bullied a lot. Really? I was bullied a lot. I was teased a lot because I had like um, I had a gap in my in my two front teeth, and uh-huh. it, it was like a really far apart gap. It was like it was a lot, and yeah. people teased me, and it was just uh, who's it, laughing now? There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Right, exactly. <laughs> wow. That's... Uh, yeah, it was really, it was a really, I didn't have a good, exper- good experiences in school. Yeah. Were you school, going to public schools? Or? I was in public school okay. and I was... Um, did you do performing arts school too? I did in junior high and I did one semester um, at Hollywood High in the ninth grade. And that and that was like my last 
That was it. Then you did private. Then I did school on set and yeah. 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 So like no school musicals or anything like that or a little bit? No, everything I I did like in terms of musical I did in church. I did one musical in in church. Yeah. Which one? Um it was it was called um I don't remember the name of it, but I know that we were all songbooks. Okay. So I was a songbook, my brother was a songbook and two other people. Wow. And it was about, I guess it was about music, clearly. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah. um, Do you ever have people come up to you and say, I remember seeing you in church? Yes. Does that happen? Yes. Well, I do, I do, um, I do a, um, an event called Singarama. It's, it's about acapella singing and, and all of the, my church family, I do it every year for my dad and my mom and for me, of course, because I (laughs) love music and, and they all, I remember everyone from, you know 20 years ago and i do it every single year i don't miss a year yeah that's so special yeah nice yeah Uh, um all right so i guess so this is around the time now when you're gonna stop going to school because what's happening in your career what took you out of school what took me out of school was thea okay Thea took me out of school. And that happened before you were signed like did you get did you have a manager at that point who um did I have a manager? No, my, my mom was my manager. Like I didn't have a another manager outside of my mom. So at you the got time. the Thea gig before you even had an album, had music out, anything. Yes, but I was trying to get a. I was I was also trying to get a record deal. I was I was auditioning. Okay. To get a record deal at okay. the same time I was right. on Thea. Like before Thea, I was because by that time I'm like what. 13, 14. Uh-huh. And I, my first album dropped when I was 15. But at 11, I, I'm trying to get a record deal. Do you have demos or did you record stuff in a studio or just on your I own? I did, but I don't have them anymore. But oh. I remember the first song I recorded in the studio was called My Guy. My Guy. And it was, I thought it was the best like thing. My Guy? The- My Guy. Okay. Yeah, that's what it was called. Well, not, not you- I mean, the this famous song? No, not okay. I, no, because there's it a song. My- that song okay. for me was never famous. I don't, <laughs> I don't know. My guy, not that. No, not okay. Yeah, no. Isn't that's that my, my girl. girl. My girl. But yeah, I get what you mean. Is that what you're singing? <laughs> I my girl. Thinking, I was thinking that from maybe um yeah. sister act that they changed the lyrics oh, to my god. Yes, okay, got it. Got it confused. Yes. My girl. I love her. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, but yeah. <laughs> so okay, my guy. My guy. Got it. Do you remember any of it? My guy, I think about him all the time. Hey, yeah. That sounds like it definitely could have been on the first Brandy album. <laughs> <laughs> it was awesome. Brandy album? I just, <laughs> Did I you loved write that? no, <laughs> no, I didn't write it, but I just, I loved the song. Yeah. I just really thought that I was everything after it. I just loved it. I loved that song. Did your mom know anybody in the industry? How are you getting these demos out? Okay, so I um, I did a talent show um, and I lost. And this is like the, 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 this was the first talent show I had to compete. Like the other talent shows I did at Will Rogers Park, it was just, just celebrating talent. And, okay. And, but... I had to compete at this one talent show and I lost and I didn't I didn't know how to handle that. But the the guys who won, they had a manager 
and he wanted to sign up with me and and help me and because he saw potential and from there I started to go to different record companies and I was really young he ended up putting me in a group because he felt like I would do better in a group and cute story I went to Atlantic <laughs> Records uh to um an executive his name was Daryl Williams not his name is Daryl Williams <laughs> and uh he told me to um that I had potential but I was too young 11 he was like come back to me when you're 14 work on your craft come back to me when you're 14 and I'll see what I can do I went back to him at 14 I wasn't in a group no group I'm here I'm 14 I've been working on it sign me I sang the greatest love of all and vision of love and that was it he signed me wow wow man yeah yeah perseverance that's amazing there's a reason for all of this. Yeah. You know, there's yeah. a reason it's, and it's, it's moving to, for you to tell this story. I mean, what are you feeling right now? Oh, because just, I was just really young and to just be that determined. Yeah. And to, yes. <laughs> you know, believe what I felt. Totally. You know I, mean? I so people told me, no, 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 no. People called me ugly. People said I would never make it. And just, and I somewhere I didn't really truly believe that. And whoever that little girl is, she's coming back to life in me now. Do, do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's just, it's yeah. No, that's amazing. Because I know you're a very humble and gracious person, and I'm sure you like to chalk a lot of things up to fate or faith or luck or whatever it is. But that kind of thing shows mm-hmm. there was something in you mm-hmm. also, which is a really important lesson. It's as important as reminding people to be humble mm-hmm. is to listen to that mm-hmm. thing because you know yourself the best and you know what you have yes. and even at that age you had that Thank which is you. amazing wow wow yeah connecting with that part of your spirit yeah. must be and that's what you're that's that's what's fueling you right now in your career that's like, yes that's just amazing so okay yes <laughs> let's get back to that well so does that bring us to 94 then? Is that where we are in I don't the story? Know what, I don't know. <laughs> okay, well, where are we? When, well, we're kind of in Thea. What so year you, did I come out? Well, your Brand first album was 94. 94. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know where. <laughs> so, it, I'm so, I, so many feelings is, in yeah, this room so right now. So many feelings right now. I know. Um, and I just want to, I guess I just want to stick with this for one more second is just like, can you describe like what what that was if you're talking to young girls now who who are have big dreams and they have trouble believing them in themselves or do believe in themselves but like that what it was in you that that did that and that is coming back around now I mean I don't know if there's more to say about it it's a it's kind of a spiritual thing but I think it's in all of us I think it's in all of us. I really, I really, I know that. It's not even something that I have to believe. And, and it's something that's in all of us. And if we all listened to it and trusted it, it that something can take us everywhere we want to go and places we never even dreamt of going. I know that I'm a, I'm a living witness of that. And I believe that when you doubt it and when you, question it and when you um when you 
when other people's opinions matter more than yours, that's where you, the road gets rocky. I'm also a living witness of that. And I honestly believe that the universe only listens to your thoughts about you. And that's all you need to know. If you mm-hmm. know that and really, that's not something that you have to make true. That really is the truth. All you have to do is believe that. And then the truth and the belief create the experience. Yeah. <sighs> okay. So <Yeah>. you're acting <laughs> in this show. <laughs> we could just, just bask in that. I don't know. Just glorious. This is a this blessing. Is- this whole moment. It's a blessing. Like I didn't even know that this was going to happen like this today. Is this is this happening for you lately? I mean these these moments of yes. really. I feel like you brought this in it. with you. Right. right. I mean, <laughs> it's felt yes. good since you walked in here. And I'm telling you, like from that video that I watched was was years ago, but I feel like that's been the journey that you've sort of been starting on for mm-hmm. years now and getting to this point, releasing the song. Things are really starting to happen, but that you're sort of bringing these moments with you yes and that's just wonderful so happy for you thank you um so you're so you're acting you're wanting to sing and you you're trying to pitch yourself with these demos Mm -hmm. so then what happens from Thea before Moesha you record an album yeah, right after Thea, because Thea got canceled, unfortunately. At the time, I felt that it was so unfortunate because we didn't really get a shot, you know, and it was canceled. But then I went right into um, recording the album, my first album, and it was one of the best experiences of my life because I worked with so many people that were so talented and just really believed in everything that I that I wanted to say and what I wanted to sing about and really embraced me and protected me and and it was just such a great experience and I was in a phase of just trying to impress everyone I wanted everyone to think that I was a good singer and you know I was in that that young Mm -hmm. space of just Mm -hmm. feeling like oh my god this is actually happening knowing that it's happening but not knowing what's really happening sure yeah. You know, Who wrote the songs on that first album? Keith Crouch was like the main producer okay. on that album. And him and his brother, Kenny Crouch. And it, it, we just, we were all a team. Yeah. Who were you listening to at that time? Mm-hmm. Like, what was Houston, feeding you? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Whitney Houston mm-hmm. and um, Boyz II Men, yeah. mm-hmm. Mariah Carey, Tony Braxton. Um, the best. Oh God. SWV, I loved yeah. Coco. Like she was one of my favorite singers too. And um, yeah, it's crazy that that was all inspiring you, and then you made this album that then joined the ranks mm-hmm. of yeah. those people. And that's not. I mean, crazy. what a crazy first album as a teenager. Yeah. yeah. I mean, what you do know? you? What do you remember about that album coming out and the reception? I just remember. Um, Entering the charts at like number 99 or something, like 90 something. It was you remember like, like seeing your name on the charts for the first time? Yeah, like in the, in the, in like at like 90 something. Yeah. And I just was so happy to be on the charts, like the billboard charts. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> I was like, okay, I'm on the charts. Okay, so now I'm learning the whole 
um, just the business of it all. Like mm-hmm. just seeing like, what does that even mean? What does that even mean? Right. Cause <laughs> no, I just right. wanted to be a singer with a band on yeah. stage, who, a chart, right. or like a billboard chart. So like, okay, it's great. You know, I've seen the awards. Whitney won every one of them. I know exactly. about that, but you know, it's just, it was just different. It was like, like I said, knowing what was happening, but not knowing. Mm-hmm. And then, then I go, like I'm jumping now, jumping from 99 to 60, then 60 to whatever I'm jumping. I'm jumping, but I jumped all the way to number one, and that was crazy. And then I remember my mom and I, we were we used to share rooms like when I started first started, uh-huh. and we were sleeping, and they called us, and the, the record company called us, and we were sleeping. They woke us up and said that you're number one on the charts. How old were oh you? My God. I was like 14. Oh my God. I don't know what that was just so crazy to me. Crazy. Then I was at like a, like a, a, a Del Taco and I, I was like actually like, like inside ordering my food and I was like a little bit famous, but not, so famous that I couldn't go to Del Taco. <laughs> I still was going to Del Taco and I was Del Taco and I was ordering my food and I like heard my song like as this car oh pulls God. up and I was like, oh my God, did, I wonder did they buy the single or is that the radio, you know? And the person came in, ordered his food, he went back to the car and my song was still playing. So I knew he had bought the single. Whoa. I was like, oh my God. <laughs> I just kept That's trippy. My <laughs> and I didn't want to freak out because I, 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 I freaked out like when I got away from Del Tago and him and everybody. Yeah. It was just it was. It That's was, cool. You have that moment, that first moment of, oh, my God, I'm famous. So this is happening. This is out in the world. Yeah. Yeah. And it must feel like it's happening to the whole family, too. Right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you guys must have all celebrated together. I can't imagine what that meant to your father. Yeah. My dad was super proud. I would. And God, my, my dad was proud. My brother was my brother was proud, too. Yeah. Everybody was proud. So then what happens? Yeah. I mean, you go to the Grammys. I mean, what what do you remember of that? The Grammys is the next. I will do. Yeah. I, I, I went to the Grammys. But I don't think I I didn't win until the boy is mine. Right. You know, a Grammy. Yeah. But you start being invited to those things and that. Yeah. That was your world. Yeah. It's handed it, to you from the first album. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty crazy. <laughs> so at that point where you saying to yourself, all right, I've done it. This is I want to be in music. I'm in music. Great. Mm-hmm. And then I don't what care happened? what they're saying. We're going to keep talking until this is. Okay. Over. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Um, I know they're like at the window like no I don't care this is a blessing so okay will you tell us when (laughs) um uh did Moesha then come to you yeah okay and so but I sucked sucked at first I had to get coaching because I I didn't really know it was revealed that I wasn't really like on the set no like before the set like before we had you know uh the the table read like I had gone into the network and told them I wanted to do it and so you did you were sort of like you were an imp you were making this happen for yourself as well yes they it came uh, to you but you yeah wanted the creators it. of the show offered me the show but then I had to go with them 
and basically helped him sell it to the network. And I did, but they didn't know that I that I was just a singer. <laughs> you know, that I just had a little bit of experience as an actress. And then um, Ralph Farquhar, who created the show, realized that I wasn't that great. And he <laughs> sent uh, Kim Fields out on the road with me because I was on tour with Boys to Men to coach me. You're on tour with Boys to Men as Moesha's happening. I mean, as Moesha, <laughs> as Moesha is starting to yeah, happen. Yeah. <laughs> So I'm creating the character and getting the backstory of the character while I'm on tour with Boyz II Men. And then when the table read comes with the whole network, everybody was so scared because they didn't know if the acting coach, the coaching worked. Yeah. What did you think at the time? Did you feel like you were an actress? I didn't. No. I was like, I didn't ask what's going on. (laughs) But I went to the table read from all the rehearsal that I had with Kim Fields, and I nailed it. You like, could feel na- it? I nailed it, yeah. yeah. Like I knew I nailed it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, I'm an actress. This is, I, okay, let's go. <laughs> okay. So, so I, 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 and I just, I discovered it, and it's like, okay, I'm gonna keep going at it. I mean, what? I mean, and that, <laughs> and that I guess brings me to a question that I was gonna ask later just about, because, you're not only different, obviously you're the mo- you're an incredibly distinctive artist and human being, but different from other artists that we've interviewed and other artists in the world that I can think of, um, not only in the number of albums, the number of hits, the number of awards, and, and how your music has impacted, but also in the diversity and the constant new trying of new things and things that speak to people and things that you know are challenging to you and you're on Broadway and you're you know you're starring in a documentary series you're a judge on a documentary series you're you know in a new sitcom you're doing so many diverse things and I'm wondering where that not only does the work ethic come from because it seems like that was you were just born that way but what is it that inspires you to continue to do all of these completely diverse things in the entertainment world um it's just, I think for me, I, when I'm super afraid of something, I want to I, I face it. I want to go forward. Like anything that I've been super afraid of, I've just tried to confront it, you know, because I've, I've felt like I've had moments where I've been faced with something like a Moesha and I had to, I had to embody this character. I had to carry a show. And so if it's in front of me, then I must... I'm, it's supposed to be there. I'm supposed to do it. Yeah. You know, and that's how I look at things. If it if it comes into my, you know, awareness or in my experience and if it feels right and it's just something that I should try, I, I just do it. Do you think, th- is, is there any part of you that's almost fearful of not doing something? Like as opposed, yes. yeah, because you, you finish an album and then instead of taking a break or, you know, relaxing and enjoying that, you do three, four other projects in between and then I'll regret it. If I don't, if I don't, that's a big motivating fear. I find. Yeah. Yeah. The fear of regret. I don't want to regret. You say something comes up in, you know, Chicago being on Broadway in Chicago. Did not know what to expect, but it's here. I'm like, I'm claiming something is about to happen. Something I feel it. Yeah. So it, it shows up on my, on my timeline and then it's like, yeah, you got to do it. Yeah, but I know what it takes for me to to do something. It takes a lot of preparation. If I'm prepared, you know, I can trust it. 
Mm-hmm. But you're not scared of working hard. If you're not no. scared of that, if you're if if more, what's motivating and it's you? Not, is- it's not so much about working hard either. It's more about discipline of of just doing something constantly. You know, just repetitive. You know, repetition makes the master. The more you do things, the the better you get at it. Mm-hmm. So if I practice and practice and practice, I'm gonna get good at it. You know, that's just how it is. I just want to give a specific shout out to how important Moesha was. I know that people probably tell you this all the time, but, you know, however many years ago that show went off the air and we're still talking today about how there's not enough representation on TV and not enough roles and da da da. I mean, that show is so important and influential to so many people. Thank you. It's probably a little frustrating that we are still trying to find more of those things on TV, mm-hmm. but it must at least feel special that you were part of something that was so impactful in kind of a, a lack of those things. Yeah. You, know, you have so. to create what you, what you, what you want, what you want, right? What you, you want to see, create it. Yeah. And that's exactly what you're and doing I, now. With yeah. Your new show. Yeah. You have to create it and you have to, um, you know, get in front of your dreams and get behind them. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think that's how that's, that's, that's how life, works there's a spark in you and you have to you have to trust the spark the spark is the source yeah the spark is the actual um proof that it it's real yeah does that make sense Mm -hmm. so and that's what that's what we all have to do as a as a as a family like as, as a unit we have to create and get behind our dreams and get in front of them and do you feel like this new single begging and pleading and whatever's you know to come is representative a little bit of a reconnection to that spark absolutely for you. it feels that it, way it's it's that on so many levels it's a true story it's something that i actually experienced and i'm not afraid to talk about it i want it the record to be authentic and and honest and i want it something to inspire me vocally to just just reach and squeeze and, and just sing my like like if it was my last vocal I would be okay with it it was like that and then as an artist you know just not allowing you know someone to put me in a box or to tell me what I should sing and how I should be or how I you know I can't do something or whatever like it's it's my freedom to do whatever the fuck I want to do <laughs> That's right. That's how I felt. I'm trying to say it like that. That, Baby, I'm not. Don't. This part I will (laughs) fast forward (laughs) to my daughter, but that's how it 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 comes across. Yeah. That's exactly what that song feels like. Yeah. It's It's, that on so many levels. Mm -hmm. It's scary to to hear new music from your idols because if it's not great, it's Mm -hmm. really sad and frustrating. So it was like going to hit play on that track was like, oh, here we go. (laughs) And that not only was it like, oh, yeah, it was like, oh, my God. Like, what is this new sound? Crazy is that I don't even know if it's good. I don't even know if it's bad. I don't even know if it's good. All I know is that it's real. Yeah, it's so real. And that to me means it it's it's bigger than good or bad mm-hmm. i understand that but i have had that song on repeat it is a good <laughs> thank you song <laughs> thank you so much. thank you amazing. do you usually have an instinct about whether or not a song is going to take or not yes but i i haven't followed the instinct okay in a very long time yeah good like in a very long time so, so to this actually is the this yeah. is the instinct yeah you know? nice i'm not afraid of it anymore 
Um, can we ask you about the bathroom videos? The bathroom videos. <laughs> because talk about I don't give I don't give a hoot what anybody sorry, says. I'm going to be. That's okay. No, no we, that's okay. Like, we usually do say it okay, on this show. Sorry, yeah, sorry. but I don't want to. <laughs> She's overcorrecting for you <laughs> yes, for some reason. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> but you're like, this is me. I'm going to do it. I mean, uh, as a as a I don't know if I'm a millennial. What are we? We're all the same. Technically, We're, but okay whatever being Bubble in the internet age now mm-hmm. and there's you know there's an incredible rabbit hole that you can go down with you not only because of how much music but because of how much all these different things so you could just spend hours on videos of different things so I was doing that and enjoying myself and then when I found these bathroom videos of you singing into the mirror what looks like an iPhone camera just like a very you know simple recording of you wailing and I, I just stopped everything, and I was like, "That's that's it." Dropped the mic. It was like, "This is my dream." That is like a dream for your idol, your favorite artist, to like just put themselves out there in the most raw, real way and wail that way. I mean, so so I don't know what the how, what, how that evolved. Did someone suggest you do that? Were you just doing that to yourself? Was, and you're like, I was playing around, and then it turned out to be all right. And I was like, <laughs> oh, I should put this out, you know. Oh, I'm so but glad I, you did. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's it cool. is so special. It, like you. that; those things are so precious to a fan. And then because I mean, you have no you doubt that, like, it's not about production right, value. Right. You're not faking it. No one's fixing you. That's like, you actually have thing. that voice. Thank you. Yeah. Yes, you have that voice. It, it's ah. Oh. Thanks. Yeah, <laughs> it was cool. It yeah, was cool of you really to do cool. that. <laughs> Bottom line. <laughs> um, I know you have to go. I know you have to go, but I have to ask you about Cinderella because. You have put out so much work and albums and all these shows, but it's like Cinderella. When I talk about Cinderella with people, it's a thing that lights people up because it was such a huge part of their childhood, which I didn't even know until I was an adult because I watched it and it was everything to me, but I don't remember talking about it with my friends. It was like a thing I watched with my mom. And then it wasn't until years later when I started asking other people, like, do you remember when Brandy and Whitney did Cinderella? And they're like, yes. Oh, my God. That was like the greatest thing that was ever on TV that in our childhood. The greatest moments of my entire. Was it? It's got to be. I mean, I wanted to hear that from you. I wanted to hear that it was as special for you <laughs> as it was for us. The moments of my entire life. Yeah. Like I, like I dreamt of hanging out with Whitney. Of course. As a kid. Like I, I like I like it was a, a recurring dream. To go to her house, hang out, talk. Was that the first time that you met her? Was on making that? No, that that? wasn't the first time I met her. But you have to understand the backstory of trying to meet her. Yeah. Was like the same motivation to try to, you know, just be a singer. My other dream was to meet Whitney. Like I was at the nosebleed of like the stadium at her concert. I talked my way all the way backstage to get to her like that's how much charm and passion I put on to get to backstage I didn't have no wristband nothing yeah I was trying to get to her all my life and to sing with her and for her to play my fairy godmother is in like I I didn't I was like that's I don't have the words for that I was crying last night watching a behind the scenes video on YouTube of the two of you and her like pulling you around behind the scenes and encouraging you and, and telling you to like sing up instead of sing down. Impossible. And, yeah. And, oh, man. It, and I could just be myself with her, like completely be myself with her. I could make her laugh. I could make her 
like do things like it just and that she respected you like she chose you to be in this project with her and I don't really say that I don't say that out loud but it's true (laughs) I mean and and that's why coming back around it's just it's a remarkable thing to now be that for other people and and that's what you are yeah 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 so. all right well brandy um <laughs> what, what more can we look forward to in this movement is that going to express express itself in many it's, different i don't have Rayana. is that a well my middle thing we name can is, talk about my middle name is rayana and slayana is just uh a little bit of a metaphor is just that I again I I'm doing what I want to do and nothing is going to get in my way of it. I don't want anything in the way of my instinct or the god inside of me. I'm listening to that from here on. And that's that. Is part of that not making too many plans because you want to be free to follow that instinct? Yes. Yeah. That that is a spontaneous thing. Mhm. And it's um Everything has to be spontaneous or it just won't, it won't feel, it won't feel mm-hmm. right to me. Yeah. So. So you're recording and just keeping doing all the things. Yeah. I'm going right back home to record. Amazing. Amazing. Randy. Well, yeah. Thank you for finding dream. this time. Yes. yes. Me too. I, I wish we could have talked further, but. Next time. Next time. Yeah. Yeah. It's so many parts to these stories. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. We love you. Thank you. I love you guys too. This is awesome. Thank you. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns.